um, by, by giving um, an example. And I'm going to use my mother-in-law, my mother-in-law as an example. Um, in fact, I can you've never heard me in, in all the years I've been a minister mm-hmm. tell a, a mother-in-law joke because there's none I can tell. She's, she's, she is the perfect mother-in-law. She, there is none that can compare to her as being the mother-in-law, mother-in-law, perfect. And my father-in-law, same thing, okay? This, this goes for both of them. And um, so let's see, my mother-in-law has Brandon and Stephen and Allison and um, Andrew and Chris and Rachel and Jonathan and Jeremy. And I, I think that's, she has eight grandchildren. And when they are with her and they are in her presence, and it goes, it, it goes, it's the same to be true as far as our son-in-laws and daughters-in-laws and sons and daughters. But those eight grandchildren, okay, or nine, I forget how, I, how many I counted. But anyway, they all know how much she loves them. And she never, ever shows that she has a favorite. It's just amazing how she does it. You know, there'll be times when I'm like, she shows so much love to me that I'm like, I'm her favorite. And then I'll look at this from the sidelines, and then my, my sister, my sister-in-law, um, what's my sister-in-law's name? Mary to Lee. Oh, my gosh. Come on. Mary Ann. Oh, man, that's bad. You know, sometimes, you know, my mind is a, 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 few, a few sentences ahead, and so Mary Ann, and I'm like, man, she, she loves Mary Ann as much as she loves me. You know? And, and then when I'm with her, now, and, and, and then when she's with Roger, I'm like, man, she loves Roger, you know, as much as she loves, well, Roger's her son, her real son, you know, he's a real son, I'm just, you know, son by marriage, you know, whatever. But she has that ability. And this is God and us. Couldn't love us anymore. Couldn't love us any less. But now here's my daughter, Allison. Allison decided to go to Bible college in Charlotte. And so she asked my mother-in-law and father-in-law, grandpa and grandma, if she can stay with them while she goes to Bible college. Now, because of that, there was a relationship that was forged that is unlike the relationships that the other seven have. Is the love different? No. But because of the time, because of being, we're always in God's presence, but, but really being in the presence, there was a specialness in the relationship that developed where I watched my mother-in-law and father-in-law, and I'm so grateful that, okay, my daughter has to be in Charlotte, okay, and I'm in New York, and I know that if my daughter goes through a needful situation, I know that there are two people that love her as much as I love her and her mother loves her and are gonna go out of their way to take care of her, and they do, amazingly so. Why, because they love her anymore? No but because there's a difference in the relationship. And I started to realize that, you know, with, with these, these men of God, they, had, they didn't have a corner or a marking on God's love for them, but they had a difference of relationship. They had a difference of relationship. And so the Holy Spirit starts speaking to me and, 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 and showing me how to enter in, 
how to enter in, how to move into that next level, how to move into that, that, that relationship. And, and this is where this message sprang forth from. And it was put together at 4.40 a.m. in the morning. All came together. Uh, take a nap this afternoon. <laughs> so I started asking myself, you know, th this question came to me. It just came to me. Why do I get up in the morning? Why do I get up in the morning? You know, what, what happens when I get up in the morning? What's the first thing I start? Oh, yeah, you know what? We read our Bible and we have our, our devotional time. But, but no, I was like, okay, I got to go to the physical therapist. Or, you know, all right, um, I, I got to go get the oil change in the car. All right, you know what? I, I, oh, I've been looking forward to go fishing. I want to go fishing, you know, mm -hmm. uh, whatever. Why, why am I getting up in the morning? I'm asking myself this question. Why do I get up in the morning? Why well, I get up in the morning? Well, because I have to go to work. All right? So, you know, if I didn't have to go to work, maybe I wouldn't get up. You know? And work is good. Work is good. But why do I get up in the morning? Do I spring out of bed and get up in the morning and say, this is the day that you have made, Lord. I will rejoice and be glad in it. I will rejoice and be glad in you. It's about you, God. It's about you. You are the reason why I got up. You are my reason. And in everything I find myself in, it's going to be about you and bringing glory and honor to you and sharing this glorious gospel of good news, too good to be true news. It's about you, Lord. It's about you, Lord. It's about you. That's why I get up. What's my reason to get up? What's my reason to get up? It's Jesus. It's got to be Jesus. Now, let me tell you something. I'm telling you. I don't know how many ministers you'll have that'll admit this to you. But I know in my renewal process, I'm falling short in that area. Okay? There's so many other things that I allow to creep into my mind and to creep into my schedule. Things that still will be in my schedule. Okay? Even if I know my reason for getting up is Jesus. My reason for getting up is glorifying God the Father. My reason for getting up is His glory and His, His honor. That's my reason. You know, my reason for getting up is to bring Him praise, to bring Him honor, to bring Him glory. And now after that, he's my next reason to get up is my wife. My reason to get up, God, Jesus. And after that, it's my wife. Because I have to, as the priest of the home, right? I got to present her to God. I have to present her to the Lord. I have to allow the Holy Spirit to live in me a life that exemplifies Christ so that she sees it, so that she's ministered to, so that, so that she comes along, so that, so that, you know, so that, her number one reason for living is not me. It becomes Jesus. Mm -hmm. You know, but that's my, that's, then my reason is, then my reasons become my children. I have to be the example. The Holy Spirit makes me the example of what holiness is and what righteousness, that's my reason. And then my reason is you guys. Is you guys. I love you so much. I tell you this. I tell you, I can't imagine not coming on a Sunday. I just can't imagine. I can't imagine coming here and not coming here and seeing that smile. Look at that smile, how beautiful it is. 
I can't imagine. I can't imagine not coming here and hear and not hearing one of Frank's horrible jokes. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> but I love each and every one of them, Frank. Frank, who's on first? <laughs> I don't know who's on first. What's on second? I don't know. Third. I, I just can't imagine. I just can't imagine, you know, not coming here and seeing my six foot four friend from, you know, from from Walden, who always plays tennis, and I can't play tennis yet because of, because if I played him, he would smoke me, and I don't want to be smoked. Well, I have to play chess, okay? I could play chess. I'll beat you in chess. You, you know, height don't make a difference. See, because when you're tall, you could reach them, you know. So anyway, I can't imagine. I can't imagine not getting a hug from Damon. Not kissing him on the cheek. I'm the only guy that kisses you on the cheek, right? There you go. You won't let anybody else kiss you. <laughs> I just can't imagine. My reason, you know? And then, 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 then the world. You know, then the world. I love, you know, I, I'm a Philadelphia Eagles fan for the Super Bowl. Because Jalen Hurts is, is, a, is a diehard committed Christian. And he has a shirt that says, God is first. And then it says, my family is second. And then he has a picture of the Philadelphia Eagles, and it says, and the Eagles are third. And he's got a great testimony, man. It's just hard. How am I going to go for I, I can't go for anybody because Pat Mahone, give, give, he gives glory to God too. So I'm like, you know what, Lord? Me and you are just going to sit back and enjoy this. And can you imagine God the Father's like, i got to stay neutral. <laughs> like, i got to stay neutral. Oh, man. But anyway, the reason. So, Jesus. It's about Jesus. It's about Jesus. And uh, so now, the Holy Spirit is unveiling Jesus to me more. Because it's about Jesus. And here it is. We make that statement, as he is, so am I in this world. Right? Mm -hmm. Well, isn't that, isn't that, isn't it that we can say, if we can say, as he is, so am I in this world? 1 John chapter 4, verse 17. Shouldn't we be saying... As he did, so am I doing in this world. As he did, so should I be doing, you know, as well as saying, as he is, so am I. Well, if as I am, so as he is, so am I. Well, as he did, so will I do. So we look at Jesus, you know, we look at how Jesus was un, un, unfolded. And, and uh, we look at Jesus in Hebrews chapter 10, verse 9, where he says, he said, behold, behold, I have come to do your will, O God. That's why I have come, to take away the first that I may establish the new. But behold, it is written in the volume of the book, I came to do your will. So now I have to allow the Holy Spirit to take me to that place where I understand it's about Jesus. More and more I want to understand it's about Jesus. Does that mean that God is not going to allow me to enjoy the things I like to do? No! He can't ride the bike unless Melissa, Melissa takes him on the ride. You know, he can't swing the tennis racket unless Rick takes him playing. He can't go fishing unless I, I take him. That doesn't mean we're not. But our reason for getting up in the morning, our reason for living must change. Well, this is for me. This is my message. God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son, that whosoever believes in him should not perish, but have everlasting life. For God did not send his son into the world to condemn the world, but that the world through him might be saved. And so now, 
as Jesus is, as Jesus does, I need to make sure. I know that sometimes my face can look condemning, right? Oh, Nina. <laughs> By her smile, I can tell her. She's saying, yes, pastor. Yes, pastor. Oh, man. And so, like, she's... No condemnation in me. No condemnation in me. No con- No judgment in me. No judgment in me. No condemnation in me. No judgment in me. And you know why that's important? Why? I'm asking you. No, I, I know, I know. I'm just playing with it. Why? Luke chapter 15. Luke chapter 15. The Pharisees asked the wrong question. They're going to, to, to Jesus' disciples and they're saying, what is your man, what is your teacher, what is your master doing with those people? That's the wrong question. They should have turned around and said to the Pharisees, hey, Pharisee, you asking the wrong question, Pharisee. You should be wanting to know what those people are doing with Jesus. Okay? Because they should be coming to you. But they're not. Okay? So, so when you're being as Jesus is and you're doing as Jesus did, and you're rid of the condemnation and the judgment, then people will be drawn to you like moths to a flame. There used to be that song by Larry Norman, a Christian artist. I know nobody here has ever heard of Larry Norman. And, uh, but he had that, like a moth drawn to the flame, you know, how when it gets, the fire comes, all the, uh, and, and that's what happens, you know. When, when you are Jesus, when you be Jesus, so let be Jesus. Now look what Jesus says. This is what Jesus said. I am able to do nothing from myself, independently, on my own accord, but only as I am taught by God and as I get his orders. Even as I hear, I decide as I am bidden to decide. As the voice comes to me, so I give a decision. And my decision is right and just, because I do not seek or consult my own will. I have no desire to do what is pleasing to myself. My own aim, my own purpose, but only the will and pleasure of the Father who sent me. Wow. Could you imagine? As Jesus is, so are we in this world. As Jesus did, so do we do in this world. Listen, this is for me. This is for me. And I'm excited because the Holy Spirit is, going to, is taking me into new places. He's taking me into new places. He's taking me into new places. I love that. I love that. Pleasure of the Father. And like I said, guys, don't be afraid. Don't, that's, that's the enemy. That's the enemy mindset. That's evil mindset. You know, when we, okay, Holy Spirit, take me. He's not going to stop you from doing those things that he knows you enjoy. You'll enjoy them more because your, your priorities are correct and right. Does that make sense? Here he goes in John chapter 6, verse 38. For I have come down from heaven, not to do my own will, but the will of him who sent me. John chapter 6, verse 38. Wow. And this is why we know we can pray in confidence. We can pray with confidence, right? Praying, and, and, and if we ask anything in his will, he hears us. Right? That's 1 John chapter 5, 13 and 14. Right? And if you want to know his will, just look at Jesus. You'll see his will. Because Jesus is saying, I I didn't do anything on my own. I didn't do anything. It wasn't what I wanted to do. It wasn't, you know, it wasn't my agenda. It wasn't my, it was all what the Father wanted. And he who sent me is with me. The Father has not left me alone, for I always do those things that please him. John chapter 8, verse 29. 
Jesus had no personal ambitions, no personal ends to achieve. He was simply doing the will of his Father, unveiling the Father until he could say, oh my gosh, can you imagine? As Jesus is, so are we. As Jesus does, so do we. And we can get to that point where we say, as Jesus said, he who has seen me has seen the Father. Wow. John chapter 14, verse 9. If, it is as, if it's as Jesus is, so am I. Then should it be as Jesus did, so do I? Now let's look at Paul real quick. How are we doing in time? We're doing good. 16 minutes. I'm going to be done in 25 minutes. This is awesome. I can't believe how much, how much God is, is packing into this service. It's been awesome. The worship, communion, you know. It's just great. So let's visit Paul. I, Paul's my favorite. Paul's my buddy. They asked me yesterday, remember yesterday, the kids asked me, how do you know all these verses? How do you know all these verses from Romans, from Galatians, from Corinthians? I said, because it, for the last six years, I spent 90% of my time in Paul's epistles. Because mm-hmm. Paul writes to the new creation. Mm-hmm. Paul writes to the new creation. Paul writes to the resurrected ones. Mm-hmm. Paul writes to the ones who've been united with Christ. You know? Paul's gospel. I'm not ashamed of this gospel. So I stick with Paul. You know, I, I, I read other stuff. I really do. <laughs> so here's, let's stick with Paul. Look what Paul says in Acts chapter 17, verse 28. For it's in him. This is Paul. is saying, in him. What's your reason for getting up, Paul? Paul, what's your reason for getting up, Paul? What's that other question I asked? I said, well, how, why do I get up in the morning? What's my reason? What's my reason? Well, that's what Paul said. It's in him. This is my reason. I live. He's my reason. He's, my, he's why I'm living. He's why I'm moving. He's why I have my being. So in Acts chapter 17, verse 28, Paul says, it's in him I live. It's in him I move. It's in him I have my being. This is beautiful. This is beautiful. Look at uh, Galatians chapter 2, verse 20. I'm going to be reading it from uh, the Passion Translation. My old identity has been co-crucified with Messiah and no longer lives. For the nails of his cross crucified me with him. And now the essence of this new life is no longer mine. For the anointed one lives his life through me. We live in union as one. I never, ever, ever want to avoid, want to fear, whatever you want to say. Living my life with Jesus doing the living. Amen? Just like Paul said. The anointed one lives his life through me. We live in union as one. My new life is empowered by the faith of the Son of God who loves me so much that he gave himself for me and dispenses his life into mine. Oh my goodness, that is so beautiful. So is he doing the living? Do we get out of bed and say, you're the reason. You're doing the living. You're doing the living. Here I am, do the living. Like I said, like I said, he knows what we enjoy. In fact, he enjoys doing it with us. Now look what Paul, what Paul goes on to say. In Philippians chapter 3, verse 7 through 11. Yet all of this, all, yet all of the accomplishments, accomplishments that I once took credit for, <laughs> I have now forsaken them and I regard it all as nothing compared to the delight of expressing Jesus Christ as my Lord. 
To truly know him meant letting go of everything from my past and throwing all of my boasting on the garbage heap. It's all like a pile of manure to me now so that I may be enriched in the reality of knowing Jesus Christ and embraced him, embrace him as Lord in all of his greatness. My passion is to be consumed with him, not clinging to my own righteousness based in keeping written law. My righteousness will be his based on the faithfulness of Jesus Christ, the very righteousness that comes from God. And I continually long to know the wonders of Jesus more fully and to experience the overflowing power of his resurrection working in me. Isn't that beautiful? Isn't that? That's what Lenny Rolla wants. That's what Pastor Lenny wants. That's where the ship has taken me. This is for me. I hope it ministers to you. So, you know, this is amazing. I missed this portion of scripture. Philippians chapter 3, verse 12. Now, as I read this verse, Philippians chapter 3, verse 12, you have to understand that this is almost 30 years 30 years after Paul's conversion. This is about 62 AD. Paul's not going to be around for many more years. This is, this is late. This is from Philippians. This is number 10 or 11 in, his, his, in the writing of his epistles. So this came at the end. I think this came at his second imprisonment. 30 years after his conversion. And look at what he says. Philippians chapter 3, verse 12. I admit that I haven't yet acquired the absolute fullness that I am pursuing. But I run with passion into his abundance so that I may reach the purpose that Jesus Christ has called me to fulfill and wants me to discover. Isn't that beautiful? And this is the Apostle Paul. You would think, Paul, he arrived. Paul got it. Paul was in the, in, in, in the seventh heaven. He heard things that, that man not ought to hear. He, he learned directly from Jesus. But later on, years later, I admit that I haven't yet acquired the absolute fullness that I am pursuing. Wow. And why was he pursuing that? Because he was led by the Holy Spirit. So let our pursuit be by the Holy Spirit. Now the Holy Spirit is a gentleman. You will be loved no matter what. Love will never change. Position will never change. But if we say, Holy Spirit, I know there's more in the relationship. He will lead us in the pursuing. And that's what's going to take us to John G. Lake and T.L. Osborne and R.W. Shambach and E.W. Kenyon and Kenneth Hagin, and Kenneth Copeland, and Andrew Womack. So now, Philippians chapter 3, verse 15 and 16. Here's another beautiful scripture. This is Paul from the Passion Translation. So let all who are fully mature have this same passion. Wow. Wow. Let all who are fully mature have this same passion. And if anyone is not yet gripped by these desires, 
God will reveal it to them. What language? This is so beautiful, and this is this is true to the you know the original. I I love how he brings this out. Uh, Brian Simmons brings this out. So let all who are fully mature have this same passion. And if anyone is not yet gripped by these desires, God will reveal it to them. And let us all advance together to reach this victory prize, following one path with one passion. Philippians chapter 3, 15 and 16. That is beautiful. So now, 25 minutes. My prayer through what has been revealed to me, to the Holy Spirit, because of, an aunt, because of Antoinette, and because of John G. Lake, and because of my wife, is simply this. I want to be gripped by these desires. I want to be gripped by these desires. And I hope you do too. Amen? Amen. Amen. Father, we thank you for your word. Thank you. We give you honor, we give you glory, we give you praise. We thank you, Holy Spirit, that you are always there, always there, ready to lead, ready to take, ready to carry, ready to deliver us to the next phase and the next portion of our walk and our relationship with the Father and the Son and with you. We give you praise, honor, and glory in Jesus' name.